When I was in school, I heard a lot about the Nazis. I heard a lot about their death camps, their concentration camps, Auschwitz, Treblinka, Dachau, Birkenau. But what I didn't hear was that the Russians were doing exactly the same thing, but on a much grander scale and for a much longer time period. It seems like nothing at all was mentioned. Maybe a little blurb about Stalin and how he had killed possibly 20 million people. And it's kind of amazing to me that that was skipped over. 20 million is not nothing. In fact, it's over three times what Hitler had on his death count. So years ago, I was wondering, okay, what did this look like? How do 20 million people die and I don't know anything about it? And so I started looking into it and I found a book called The Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And I listened to it on audiobook. It's very long and I think it was in three parts. But in it, he described his tenure as a prisoner, or Zek as they're known, in the Gulag Archipelago, which was a series of Russian slave camps devoted to bolstering the dying Soviet economy. You see, in the early days of the Bolshevik Revolution, Lenin had instituted communist policies that failed almost immediately. And when that happened, there was nothing to do but introduce slave labor en masse. It's estimated that around 66 million people were put through this meat grinder. And between a quarter and a third of them never made it out alive. That would account for the 20 million people. Now, that started at about 1922. Um, and actually, maybe before that, but Lenin started it. He knew that his economy was not going to hold up until it had reached a certain potential. Well, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, years later, would find himself a victim of this gulag archipelago. And he spent 11 years there before finally being released and then writing this book. But he was arrested while he was in the army fighting the Germans. And it's interesting that he, he found himself, I guess, almost relieved to be arrested because you kind of knew it was coming in those days. There, was, there were always people getting pulled off the line and being sent back to the, the Lubyanka, the, the massive jail in, in Moscow, and then being shipped off to various parts of the archipelago to provide slave labor for the machine. He even described a, a scenario in which a company of Russian soldiers were surrounded by the German army and 
they fought their way out, fought their way back to the Russian army, where, where they were immediately arrested and charged with um, counter-revolutionary activities because with, while fighting the Germans within earshot of the Germans, they could have picked up some anti-revolutionary conversation that could have turned them against, against the Soviet state. See, they were finding anything to throw you in prison at that time, to throw you in the slave camps. And then when you got there, the fun had only begun. It was the kind of labor that ordinary Russian citizens didn't want to do. Lead mines, logging, you know, um, all types of backbreaking work and it was often done in the far reaches of Russia, namely Siberia in that area, where the temperatures could plummet well below freezing, and these poor Zeks would freeze to death in place or starve to death because once the guards noticed that you were sick, well, what's the point in feeding a sick man? He's gonna die anyway they would cut off food to you. So the Zeks would take mud and, and rub it on their cheeks to give their cheeks some color so that the guards wouldn't suspect that they were dying and keep giving them their ration of food every day. What kind of misery is that? It's, it, it's something we never heard about in school, but we sure heard a lot about Auschwitz and the wholesale mass killing of the Jews which we rightly should have, but it's a little strange that the entire Soviet era, or at least the Bolshevik era, from 1918 or 1917 all the way up to the death of Stalin in 1953, and perhaps even a little further into Khrushchev's time, this massive gulag system was running and millions of people were going through it and I didn't hear a peep about it. Um, I wonder if it's, it has to do with the bias of my educators or whoever was writing the textbooks, but um, I don't know. I think that's, that's a little bit of a, you know, that's a, that's a bit of a tragedy because um, if it can happen there, um, you know, it's hap it happened in China. It happened in China, just, you know, in, it started, I believe, in 1948 with the Maoist Revolution. Um, North Korea did it. And then, um, you know, there's, there's many examples of people trying to emulate, simulate the, um, the, the Soviet system. But um, this is, that's just something that, that has always interested me. And I recommend that book because it, it opened my eyes up to that system. And those poor souls, 66 million of whom went through that, and you know, 15 to 20 million didn't make it home. They're worth remembering. Not to mention the 5 million Ukrainians that died as a result of Soviet or Bolshevik policy um, on food restrictions. They starved to death slowly. Um, the destruction that was wrought 
in that country is shocking and matches any cruelty that the Nazis could have concocted. Anyway, um, I thought I'd relay that to you because that is, uh, that's something that's interesting to me and, um, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you.